0: This is the Get in My Garden podcast, episode 31, and we have Korean natural farming and soil food web expert Eric Weinert calling in from Hawaii, where he is a farming activist and former candidate for state house of representatives. He has over a decade of hands on experience in the methods of Korean natural farming. We talk about what Korean natural farming is and how to foster indigenous microbial life. How to feed your natural habitat and foster a state of balance what eric has discovered over several years of farming in a tropical island climate and so many other things i hope you enjoy the episode and pick up a few ideas that will benefit or improve your farming and gardening methods and make your environment more healthy subscribe to the podcast and leave positive reviews if you like the show it's available on iTunes and most other podcasting apps. I
1: started Green Natural Farming in 2007. At the time, I was running for State House of Representatives and just went around and had this idea of letting the people create the legislation. So I was going around meeting people, and I realized, you know, I thought politics was our po- problem, but I realized it's more um, along the lines of people don't even know what they're going to eat tonight. And the poverty that, that I experienced was just, you know, really deep. So I, I really... At that point, decided to start farming and and got into it and picked up natural farming really early. I was doing a little bit of composting and then uh, my neighbor Ginger John was like, hey, check this stuff out called IMOs. that's when I started to learn about indigenous microorganisms and Korean natural farming.
0: That's awesome. I was looking at your website, a lot of great information on there. So can you give an overview of natural farming? It's called Korean natural farming because it was developed in Korea, is that right? What is different about it compared to other systems that people are using?
1: In terms of permaculture, is a lot of what's happening above the ground, like how are my systems interact? You interacting? Know, how, how is the water gonna flow over my land? And natural farming goes to think about you know, what's what's happening under the ground? If I'm tilling the ground or I'm doing the soil disturbance, can I bring in microorganisms to rejuvenate this this area that I've just improved maybe a permaculture system on top of?
0: So the goal is to make it more balanced with microorganisms to fix problems and also to get better yields with your plants. Is that right? or make happier plants.
1: Yeah, yeah, and fo- focusing on in- indigenous microorganisms specifically, but also using probiotic and as well as plant derived growth hormones, animal derived amino acids and Okay. So so yeah, kind of kind of full spectrum of using using the power of fermentation and microorganisms to both work in the soil but also create your fertility in terms of what you're going to put on your plants or your system.
0: I see. So how would somebody who's just starting out know how to get started with natural farming?
1: Well, so I would suggest if you're just starting out, there's, there's two recipes that really, really are easy to start with. And one of those is the, what I call food. It's, it's Korean natural farming food, and it's fermenting plant juice. So if you look up on the internet, fermented plant juice, you'll find a whole lot of different recipes on this. But essentially what you're doing is making something similar to like a sauerkraut where you're taking plant material and you're mixing, where in sauerkraut, you're mixing salt. In this case, you're mixing sugar. And it does the same thing where it creates this osmotic reaction to bring out the juice of the plant. Uh-huh. And that then is fermented with the natural microbes that are on the, the plant material. Then that's, you can supersaturate that with sugar and store it. And so essentially what you can do is you can extract out growth hormones, enzymes, metabolites, all these different compounds that are in plant material without heat or pressure, just using osmotic action. Well, I guess osmotic pressure, but...
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I had no idea about that. So I've read a little bit about natural farming, and I know that there are these solutions, So, but there are several specific uh, solutions that they make. Is that right? For different stages of plant growth?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I, I like to focus on... um, I, I just focus on nine of them, but it's pretty simple because four are always used. So you got you got food, medicine, uh, structure, and um, a cleanser, and those those four things are always used. And then basically you're going between, am I going with leaf growth solution to make it um, kind of fat and nitrogen growth? Or am I going with a calcium rich reproductive solution to make it kind of stretch out and accomplish more of of structure in my plant?
0: Okay, interesting. And I I know that uh, you're in Hawaii. Is that right? Yes, correct. And so you're dealing with a tropical, subtropical area that's loaded with bugs and all sorts of things, right? Yeah. I mean, it'd be very different from farming in Minnesota where you have the seasons and uh, how does that differ? Obviously, the microbes are going to be, some are the same and some are different. What different challenges do
1: you have? Well, so, so that's one of the strengths of Korean natural farming is that use of indigenous microbes. So the same recipe I'm using in Hawaii is the same recipe you can use in Minnesota. However, the microbes that you're going to get out of there are gonna be way different in Minnesota than in Hawaii. Okay. But if you follow the same process, you will be utilizing the best of Minnesota and I will be utilizing the best of Hawaii.
0: Well, and how do you know that something, I mean, someone can start making their own beer or kombucha or something, and then a lot of different things can go wrong and they'll get an imbalance. How would someone know if they've done it properly?
1: Similar to kombucha, your your nose knows, your tongue knows, your eyes know. When you look at it, uh-huh. you, can, you can see, okay, this, you know, you smell your batch of kombucha and you're like, Ooh, man, I don't know about that bad. Right. And and same, same with this. When you're working, when you're working with the microbes, your, your old factory senses really um, for as long as we've been alive, it's been synchronizing with microbes to tell us about it because we don't want to get food poisoning. So our our nose knows. Yeah. And it's kind of your guide. If you smell it and you're like, "Mm, that smells good, then odds are it's more compatible with human and mammal systems. That makes sense. What I'm doing in my animal husbandry is I am going probiotic and indigenous microorganism, whereas most other situations you go to try to go with like a sterile, like clean is sterile. To me, clean is where it's loaded with indigenous or beneficial microorganism.
0: So with, let's see, I I know a little bit about Bokashi composting, and that's I guess, another fermented compost, you're using more, at least the the solution that you first mentioned, using leaves, and it's in a liquid, right? So you're then feeding it different carbohydrates, and it's fostering bacterial life. Yeah. And so that, that probably, because it's a liquid, it can be sprayed onto plants, it can go into the soil much better than just a compost mix that you put onto the top of the soil. Is that right?
1: The thing I talked about that I call food that's, that's made by fermenting plant juice, that is a food for any compost. So if I made compost any way, shape or form, or I'm gonna brew a compost tea, uh-huh. I would put that in and that would act as a food and a biological stimulant.
0: So all of these things benefit from Korea natural farming solutions. It's basically like a super dense inoculation
1: yeah. So out of, out of those nine solutions, two of them are microorganisms and the, and the others are foods to, to be biostimulants. Like as if I was brewing a compost tea and you were going to throw in you know oatmeal to produce fungal growth. I would do a similar thing with Korean natural farming by putting in fish amino acid and worm humic acid to increase that fungal growth. Those same concepts. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what we're doing.
0: Okay. So cool.
1: One thing people sometimes mistake is they think I- I'm not farming, but in truth is, you are farming microorganisms in your own gut. And mm-hmm. so each of us is a, is a farmer in, a, in the smallest, you know, most intimate sense of the word. And so learning how to take the, these, these same recipes that, I, that we use to remediate soil biology, uh, which, you know, healthy soil is healthy plants. Healthy plants make healthy animals. Healthy animals make healthy humans. But these same solutions that we use to make healthy soil, we can also apply to our human gut and pretend we have soil in there and, and farm it in the same way. And the potential for human health is is immense with this as well.
0: That's a really cool point. And I understand, too, that most people, if you take a scan of the United States, at least, are not interested in soil biology. It's definitely a minority group of people. <laughs> but, I mean, people who are buying really problematic pesticides or herbicides and using them in their yards, how that might actually affect them directly because the microbiome in their body is going to be directly affected even if it's not something they're eating just going out into your yard and being in that environment is probably very dangerous yeah
1: i I start to look at my yard and my land around me as an extension of my immune system so as i as i get that strengthened and there's more life and there's more beneficial biology around me my whole immune system you know if someone comes around and sneezing around me and but they're picking up probiotics as they're around my land now they're getting, you know, I'm infecting them with health more than they're infecting me with sickness.
0: So you said you are, you are farming pigs. What else are you farming?
1: So I've, I farm pigs. I have cattle. I have chickens. And then I grow, um, you know, I'm doing pasture management as well as growing food for these animals. So, so the idea is that everything is fermented from them and they are becoming the core of my whole fertility system. So kind of doing integrated animal farming where part of my farm's food goes to feed my animals, but my animal's manure then becomes this rich, potent, indigenous microorganism-laden, amazing super food that is their manure. And that then feeds the rest of the farm, which then can be, um, then I can scale it to production once I got that fertility loop closed.
0: And how long did that take? Because I know it's for a lot of people, like if they do get a piece of land and they don't know too much about it, or if they're doing urban farming and their neighbors are using pesticides or herbicides in some way, even if it's just a small way, that's still gonna probably affect them. How long does it take to get the whole loop working properly?
1: It all comes down to capital and resources at that point. You know, if if you if you had unlimited money, you could literally transform a farm overnight. Most most farms actually. The the cool thing about switching to natural farming or switching to indigenous microorganisms can immediately start building rich, diverse soil biology, like Gabe Brown style,
0: just right away.
1: Just you know, in about a, it takes about a week's time to culture them and to grow them out, and then you can start loading those into your um you know your equipment and start building this just amazing soil structure. Wow. Yeah.
0: Now, do you know about exact strains? So I know that each area has got different strains, but there are specific, at least for the probiotics that you are creating
1: the solutions for, right? So strains in the IMO, the strains are so innumerable, science hasn't even caught up yet. But, but in okay. terms of, we also have one that's specific strain and it's lactobacillus. And it's a broader family, and we keep that one separate because of its ability to be a probiotic. It in itself is like a superhero amongst microbes,
0: and that's why it's so prominent in human health too.
1: Yeah, and and that's but that's as a natural farmer, that's why we keep it as a separate tool because we want to emphasize there are indigenous microbes, but we also want to use these probiotics, which are like your military or your police versus your uh-huh. IMO or like your citizen.
0: And then I guess another question that at least comes up with people who are not specifically calling what they're doing Korean natural farming, but they are talking about compost teas and different other compost methods, the balance of yeast, bacteria, fungi, all of that. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I, I studied also uh, with Elaine Ingham to, do, oh, to awesome. do her soil biology class, and that's how I'm doing analysis of my effectiveness of my activated indigenous microorganisms. So I can, I can take a soil sample before, and I can look at, you know, and I can see under the microscope what biology I have. Then I can treat with my activated IMO, and then two weeks later, take another sample. And usually what I'm seeing is a vast increase in beneficial fungus.
0: People are most interested, I think, in fungi right now than ever before.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the the other thing. Uh, the other day, I was looking into one of my solutions, and I and I took a bunch of grass material and I had rotted it in water, and that had a whole bunch of flagellum in it. I was really um, like flagellates just swimming around in my soils. Yeah. When I go and I look at them, I don't see that many protozoans. I do see nematodes, but oh. I don't see protozoans. I don't know if it's just a function of me being in the tropics. I just don't see them very often.
0: Huh. That that makes me think of hydroponics or closed loop agricultural systems can you talk a little bit about that? People who are using hoop houses or greenhouses or doing completely aquaponic setups or hydro setups. From what I just read in the book, "Teeming with Fungi, he talks about the same exact uh, networks that are existing for mycorrhizal fungi within water. So I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit about that as far as the Korean natural farming.
1: To go hydroponic, you actually can with natural farming as well. One of the things that I'm most familiar with is using lactic acid bacteria. Okay. What I call the K- the KNF police. And these guys get into the aquaponic system, and what they do is they help to balance your your nitrogens, your nitrites, your nitrates, those things, and they actually help to clean the water, and so your whole system stays cleaner. Uh, I know uh-huh. I know in an aquaponic situation, the fish actually get bigger. And this is something I was talking to Steve Dredd about. He has a University of Kentucky study where they they actually made the fish healthier and everything via using lactic acid bacteria.
0: But I guess it would be a very small amount compared to...
1: Well, the thing about lactic acid bacteria, too, is that it it can get hungry. And so if you put it in and there's no foods, it'll, it'll eat things out really quick. The dilutions that we recommend are about 1 to 1,000 for for lactic acid bacteria. Wow. At that dilution, it's fairly safe. Although I would say in an aquaponics environment, always start more dilute than that. You're never, in natural farming, it's... It's always a good idea to start more dilute, especially in vulnerable systems because they are there. Definitely.
0: And uh, one other question I have is about the financial side of it. You did mention, you know, with the unlimited funds, you can do almost anything. But one of the benefits of natural farming is that anybody can do it. And the costs are so much lower if you do it properly. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially in Korea, where, where rice hull is super abundant, they're able to do it really cheap. For me here in Hawaii, what I've what I've done is I've taken the methods and made them like kept their purity and their integrity. So I'm not like skimping on certain things. I'm just being very efficient in my usage of them.
0: I see. So that's a great point. I didn't know that because I I really just didn't know that much about natural farming, Korean natural farming, but the rice hole is critical and it makes sense that they would just have an abundance of that. So that would keep the cost down because on their website, that was one of their main points of uh, advertising is that it's a super Cost-effective way for anybody to gain the best type of produce possible in their environment. So, uh, yeah, I guess if the rice hole's is not there, it might change the pricing a little bit.
1: Well, and and when you and the, but the, but the principles are true. That, that's that's what I want to get across. The principles are true. So you may have to make a slight. If you understand, okay, I'm I'm using this material in this solution for this reason. You can make substitutions that are sensible. So that's what I'm doing here. Yes if you really step back and you look at this from a permaculture realm, it's like, okay, I can go buy a bag of this and do those things. And it's only, you know, this price. But if you start to weigh in, you know, every, every system, like the subsidization of fuel that made this or that possible, it, like, I think, I think natural farming, like if you take away our automation today, natural farming is the most efficient because you're partnering with nature and you're doing natural processes. and, but i think today one of one of the things that obscures our farming is that man it's it's cheap to just you know throw some diesel at it you know the way the way nitrogen fertilizer is today something like 50% of every all nitrogen you see came out of the air through an artificial process
0: well i only mentioned it so that anybody who's starting out they would just have that the hobby gardener that they can know that what they're doing isn't them throwing money down the tubes you're actually building a system that is going to save you money in the long run which is something that's hard to believe for people sometimes
1: well you know you know quite often what i see is a lot of people that start doing this they're maybe interested a little bit for their plants but they start finding the human benefits of what's happening where it's like all of a sudden they they made they made this medicinal tincture that was for their plants but they understand it's for reproductive organs and now their whole life becomes better.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So a lot of the things, things we make, it's like, you know, of the things I make, maybe half of them make it to my plants. The rest, it's that's what's in my kitchen, man. <laughs>
0: that is so cool. That is going to be a lot of good subject matter for Googling for people.
1: Yeah. So, so I have the book on my website, um, naturalfarminghawaii.net. And then I've also made an app to make it really easy that when you get into natural farming, you'll find that you're diluting a lot of these things. And so I made a quick app that's a simple calculator. You put in how many gallons you want to use, and it tells you how much of each solution to add. And then other than that, this summer, I'm going to do a tour around America, do kind of Texas and then the West Coast, Colorado, and then the East Coast. going to be out with my buddy doing some some great natural farming and just sharing this as, as people are kind of fringe getting into it on the edges. I'm trying to provide this community so we can all come together and meet one another and support each other and you know help each other grow
0: that is so great yeah best of luck to you and stay in touch as your plans take shape sounds good yeah so
1: bye bye cool.
0: thanks for listening to the end of the show next week we will have john romans regenerative landscaper back to discuss trees weeds wintering your garden and so much more subscribe to the podcast on itunes or your favorite podcasting app and leave positive reviews if you like the show Send me a message on Facebook or via the contact info at the top of my website, getinmygarden.com, if you have feedback or great content ideas. I look forward to hearing from you.